This is Transformation Church Podcast. Here at TC, we represent God to the lost and found for transformation in Christ. We are in our series called Crazy Faith, where Pastor Mike speaks on trusting God even when it may seem crazy. From wherever you're listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. If you're ready for the word today, can you make some noise in the building right now? Hey, can we give it up for our amazing worship team? And the, oh no, y'all, help me thank God for people who make an atmosphere. I love y'all. And the other thing that I love is that they all different ethnicities. Like you got Hispanic, and you got white, and you got black, and you got some more Hispanic, and you got just Negro over there. And it's, I love it. Hey, y'all, our music director just got married this past week. Hey, you look lighter. Yeah. You look blessed. That smile looked real good on you. You've been smiling all week. We're a family church, man. And even though we have a big church, we, we really do like... To, to do life together. And I just want to encourage everybody before I get into the word, man, in just a couple of weeks, we have these things called belong groups coming up. And uh, some, some people already know, but if you like Transformation Church at all, you're going to love small groups. Because what it does is it takes this big experience and then it gives you a group of people who know your name, who know your attitude. <laughs> who know when things are going good, that can celebrate your children's birthdays, that can stand with you when a family member's going through. And we don't believe that church is supposed to be done in rows. We believe it's supposed to be done in circles. Not where you're just listening and I'm talking, but where you can share as well. So when we start that thing up, man, I want everybody in this room to get into community. Because if anybody could have lived their life without community, it could have been Jesus. But he chose to surround himself with 11 other people. And one of them, well, I ain't gonna do that because I don't want nobody to get on my nerves and stuff. He literally allowed Judas to be a part of his B group and he was gonna betray him. And so if you're trying to protect yourself from everything that can happen in relationship, you will keep yourself out of the promise of God that he has for you. So I'm encouraging everybody that this is a church of, everybody say community. We do life together. And in the next couple weeks, we're going to be rolling out these B groups. And I want you to find one. And some of you may even need to lead one. But this is what God is wanting our church to do as we go to the next level. Can I get one big amen? Amen. Well, we are starting part eight of a series that we are calling, help me. Y'all got to say it with more than that. Part eight of a series we calling. And y'all, this one. It's all good. Because this one right here, I believe is practically going to take us from where we've been to where we need to go. Now, I need to just ask a clarifying question last week, um, for about last week. Last week, we, we started a message called Lazy Faith. And did anybody feel exposed after Lazy Faith, part one? I mean, just, okay. I preached it and I felt exposed. It's naked all the way. 
Today, we're going to go to Lazy Faith Part 2. Ma'am, come back. She just left. <laughs> she said, come back, ma'am, I promise you. Um, the reason I love series and I love being a pastor is because my job is not to preach one message that makes you say, wow, and sends you home. My job is to give you a steady diet that will help your faith grow. And so, so, so the reason why we're continually in this series is because I honestly don't care about likes and views. I care about your growth. And, and, and we could do things that are a lot sexier and a lot bigger, but the greatest sign of effectiveness is fruitfulness. I'm going to say it again for somebody in the back. The greatest sign of effectiveness is what? Fruitful. My question is, have you bear, are you bearing and have you bared any fruit lately? Like you come to church every Sunday. Has your attitude changed any? <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, you, you're always quoting scriptures and always trying to be a positive person with great energy. But my question is, have you bared any? Everybody say fruit. My job and my goal is that I would plant seeds, that we would water some seeds, but the Bible tells us that only God adds the increase. And what I'm praying for you is in this series that you would increase. And so today, in this next installment of this message, I want us to take it a little further and go back to that same story in Luke chapter 5, where, where the subtitle is, Jesus Heals a Paralyzed Man. And I want us to confront this thing in us that is lazy. And, and, and lazy faith and crazy faith are polar opposites. Like, like lazy faith is the part of us that is willing to get a prophetic word without doing the prophetic work. And crazy faith, I want you to look at this definition, are thoughts and actions. That means you're doing something. It's active. That lacks reason. I don't understand all of it. But what I'm doing is I'm trusting fully and what cannot explicitly be proven. And I think that's where God calls all of us on our Christian journey. If you don't walk in some level of crazy faith in an area of your life, I might say that you're not serving the same God. Because as I look at all of the stories in the Bible, it was never like, and God set these people up to be comfortable for the rest of their life, and all they did was pray in the morning, post their Instagram scripture, and never be challenged, and happily live happily ever after. What Bible story have you read like that? None. Because they don't exist. Because when you come into this life of, of, of living the Christian life, it is a faith, everybody say journey. And if you know anything about a journey, journeys have different types of paths that you go. You go up some hills sometimes and you go down in some valleys. You might have to walk through a cave at some moments and you might be on a smooth path. But when we are on this journey of the Christian life, we have to know that it's going to require everybody say faith. faith. Say it like you mean it. Say faith. faith. And it's not just going to require faith. It's going to require active faith. Faith that doesn't just believe that God can, but faith that'll actually do something like God will. And so today, I want us to read through that story one more time, and then I'm going to pick up where we left off last week. And if you have not watched last week's message, stop the tape and go back and watch it. But I want you to be able to see what God wants us to do and be. It's not lazy, but active in our faith. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. It says, one day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. Everybody was there. 
And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man, a.k.a. Jerome. Romy Rome for short. This man, they were carrying him on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. But we found out last week that these men didn't have lazy faith. They had crazy faith. So they went up on the roof and they took off some tires. Then they lowered the sick man on the mat down right in front of the crowd in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith. Jesus seeing their what? Not their plan. Not their credentials. Because many times we want Jesus to see, like, Lord, here's my plan. Here's all of my degrees. Here's all my experience. Jesus seeing their faith. Ah! I'm getting excited already. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. Now, I want us to stop and just really, like, come out of the story and look at it, like, from the paralyzed man's position for a second. This has been a great day for him so far. Great. He was chilling at the house and had nobody to talk to. His boys show up unannounced and it's like, wrong, what it do? And I don't know about you, but when your boys come over or your girls come over and there's just like this moment where it's like, man, I was sitting here all alone and now y'all done showed up and made your wife feel good. Like, ah, so he got some camaraderie and some community. Everybody say community. So he got his community and then the community is going to do the heavy lifting for him. He was like, I want to take you to this show that's happening right now down at the trap house. And so they pick him up and they take him all the way. When they get there, the show is sold out. Can't get in. There's crowds and lines everywhere. And they like, don't worry, Rome. We got an idea. They go from the nosebleed, the roof, of this building, and they lower this man down to front row seats. Now, y'all think about this so spiritual, but think about your favorite concert that you couldn't get in. And then somebody gets you in and says, but we got to go to the, the nosebleeds. And you start up in the nosebleeds, and then somehow you end up front row? So close to the headliner that he can spit on you? <laughs> this, is, this man's having a good day. And not only is he that close, he talks to him. And doesn't just talk to him. He forgives him of his sins. For me, this would be a great day as a parallel. Like, I'm good. Take me from here and take me back to the house. I've had the best day ever. But Jesus was not through with the miracle that he wanted to work in this man's life. But there is a paradox that's coming at this moment for this paralyzed man. Is that everything that had happened to him up until this point was based on somebody else's faith. He didn't have faith to get up and go. 
He didn't have faith to get on the roof. He didn't have faith to lower himself. He didn't have faith to get dropped in front of Jesus. This is a picture of the unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor and kindness of God. This is the grace of God. And some of y'all acting like you ain't had the grace of God worked in your life. Like it wasn't your mama's prayers and your cousin. Oh, y'all don't hear me. And it wasn't your ability, but it was God's favor on your life. There's three people right here. But some of y'all need to remember that if it wasn't for the grace of God, you wouldn't have the job you had. You wouldn't have the family you have. You wouldn't have the... You wouldn't have the things that you have. You wouldn't have your right mind. Is anybody thankful for the grace of God right now? Somebody's remembering. See, see what I realized about this story is that this man still probably had lazy faith, but was able to get a miracle in his life because of the faith of those he was surrounded by. And I dare say that many of you are sitting in the miracle of other people's faith. You didn't have the ability to do it, but God's favor and kindness just kept showing over you. And your business wasn't even the most qualified, but some reason you got, you got the contract and your kids been crazy and didn't even deserve the college scholarship. But somehow God made a way. That's grace. Grace will get you here, but a faith-filled decision will take you there. You don't get it. Hand me the mat, please, because I knew I was going to have to, I knew I was going to have to help them see it for real. Thank you, bro. This man is lowered on a mat in front of Jesus. Okay? I'll do anything to help y'all get it. I really will. He's lowered in front of Jesus. And now he's here. But his faith didn't get him here. But he will stay here until his faith decides uh, that here is not enough. No. <laughs> Some of y'all been in jobs that God's grace got you in, but you're going to stay there until you decide here is not enough. Some of y'all family has been broken and jacked up and God's grace got you here, but you're going to be here until you decide that here is not enough. Most of us get saved and we stay here. God talks about the abundant Christian life. He talks about subduing, ruling, and dominating. He talks about, about us being blessed to be a blessing. He talks of us being the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. But why then does the Christian church still look paralyzed on a mat?
Because your pastor's faith can get you into the presence of God. <laughs> but it can't take you from paralyzed to walking. And there are areas in so many of your lives that you're sitting in front of Jesus. That's why you come here. That's, that's why we work on this worship set and that's why we... That's why we pray every Monday for every person in every chair. And that's why we pray that online, that in your hotel room or in your living room or while you're watching on podcasts or what, that, that the Holy Spirit would invade you right there. Because we're just trying to create an atmosphere where you get in the presence of God. But once you get in the presence of God, it's up to you. What do you mean it's up to me, Pastor Mike? I thought, I thought we're not supposed to be working out of works. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about God's about to do the heavy lifting. Will you allow him to do it? When he wants to change your situation, some of you are so used to your mat. No, 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 not me, man. Not my attitude. Not my friends. That's my bestie. They've helped you be paralyzed long enough. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. They've helped you be incapacitated long enough. They've helped feed your insecurity long enough. So, so look, this man gets lowered in front of Jesus. <laughs> but, but, but he had to do something. I was going to call this Lazy Faith Part 2, but then as God started revealing this revelation, I had to upgrade the title. And it's not going to be Lazy Faith, it's going to be Trading Faith. See, what's going to have to happen is every person like this man is going to have to take their faith out of what got them to this point and put their faith into the thing that can take them to the next point. See, as this man is laying here in front of Jesus right now, he has a beautiful view of the people who got him here. What do I do now? Y'all have been praying for me. Y'all have been giving for me. You guys have been serving for me. See, I'm in, I'm in your business again. Because most of us would rather blame other people for where we are and where we're not. Instead of thanking them for getting us here, but knowing that we will never get there until we decide. It's going to take you trading where you put your faith. No, let me, ah, okay, let me help you. Let me help you. Write this point down. Trading faith is exchanging the faith that got you here for the faith that will take you there. I'm going to say it again. Trading faith is exchanging the faith that got you here, wherever here is. You may have a successful business. You may be walking in the most freedom that you ever have. You may be right now in peace with your husband or your wife and your kids may be in college and you're doing the best that you've ever done. You just may have gotten accepted to the high school or the college you wanted. 
great, you're here. But exchanging the faith that got you here for the faith that's going to take you there. Where is there? Your prophetic promise. Where is there? You walking in purpose, not just doing a job. Where is there? Walking into a room and knowing that you're there on purpose and that you're there to change situations and not just be, be there to, to absorb whatever's happening. There are people that God is speaking to in this room and watching online that's saying, hey, your friend's faith was enough to get you in the presence of Jesus. But now, will you trade what got you there for what'll get you to where I've called you to be? It's almost like this, like this is here. And what we have to do, which is a very scary thing for people, is take our trust out of what's gotten us here and now put it, trade it for the presence of what God wants to do in our life. And that's frustrating because this means that there is now a relationship priority change. So the relationships that I run to when I'm angry can no longer be the friends who got me here. When I trade faith, when I'm struggling, when I'm tempted with pornography, when I'm, when I'm sitting here about to walk back into greed and, and when I'm sitting here about to be overtaken by lust or when my anger's about to go crazy, I don't run to a bottle. That's what I used to trust. That's what got me here. I don't run to money and being a workaholic. That's what I used to trust. That's where I used to put my faith. I don't even run to my husband or wife because they are not the source. They are just a resource. I am trading where I used to go and I'm putting it in the one who can actually heal me. If you know that you need to trade your faith in this building, will you give God a shout of praise? Y'all saw how that came out, right? That's how many of us do. We try to put our faith fully in God. It stayed in there that time. But sometimes you're going to have to pick up the things that you made an attempt at. We learned last week, lazy faith thinks an attempt is adequate. But some of y'all going to have to go back again and again and say, I'm trading the place where I used to go and trust. And I'm bringing it to a place that will not be medication, but it will be a, everybody say miracle. This man didn't need medication. When he was sitting on this mat, he could have been high. He could have had alcohol. He could have been, he could have had all kinds of stuff, but it wouldn't have changed his situation. And many of us have become so used to medication that we don't even believe for a miracle. I don't think there's nothing wrong with medicine. Like, I'm, I'm not even just talking about healing from a physical. I'm talking about some of y'all are emotionally scarred. And all you do is go on vacation. That's your medicine. It's not hurting nobody. And so you just go on vacation every three weeks and you, you're overdrafting every account and you're posting Instagram pictures like living my last life. And, um, and what happens is you'll be doing this for the rest of your life because... You actually need a miracle, but you've settled for medication. <laughs> but when you trade your faith, 
What do you mean, Pastor Mike? This man has a decision. That either I'm going to stay in lazy faith, even though I've seen God move. Even though he just forgave my sins. Do y'all know that the whole reason that, that God is going to heal him physically is to prove that he healed him in his spirit? See, I need you to understand something very strong right here. God's never trying to do something outside that he has not already done inside. He doesn't want to bless you with a bunch of money if you didn't learn stewardship. Because one is outside, the other one is inside. He doesn't want you to be speaking to the nations and you don't know how to love on your wife. Because <laughs> one of them is what everybody sees outside. But he wants to do the work. Let me prove it to y'all. Because some of y'all still looking at me. <laughs> and, and that's why you got to see in verse 21. Look what it says. It says right in the moment that Jesus heals this man on the inside. Now I want you to think about that. Did anything physically change on this man when Jesus said your sins are forgiven? And that's many times how God does miracles is he does the miracle, speaks it over your life, and then he requires you to have faith to believe that it actually happened. And that's why many of us get delayed because God said, your marriage will live and not die. And you're like, I'm about to slap him right now. <laughs> I need to see something has changed. He said, you have to believe that you've received what I've spoken over you. You have to believe that, 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 that see, faith is the substance of things it's the evidence of things that have not yet come to be. This man just gets healed in his heart. But nothing changed for everybody to see. And here comes the haters. Verse 21, but the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law said to themselves, oh my God, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins, dude. Jesus knew, watch this. Jesus knew what they were thinking. This is so gangster to me that these fools didn't even say nothing. But he looked at them and he was like, I know what you're thinking. And look what he says. Why do you question this in your hearts? We know what the scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. They didn't even have, they could have acted, they could have clapped, but there was something different in their heart. That's why I challenge you, don't come in here and clap about the miracles and you don't give towards it. <laughs> Can I pastor for a second? Some of y'all like, oh, $40,000 in the Bahamas, great. And you didn't give $1 to it because you would clap and outwardly do something, but God says, I know what you're thinking. How much of that did Pastor Mike take to buy that pink suit none of it Charles I'm gonna need security when I get out of here see he said it wasn't about that he said I know what you're thinking in your heart and so many of us are negating what God wants to do the miracles that are right in front of us because we're thinking something differently than we're displaying and he says, I know what y'all thinking. Why would y'all even think that in your hearts? He said, okay, all right, let, let me reason with y'all. Is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiving, given, or to tell this paralyzed man, what's your name again? Jerome. Uh, Romy. Stand up and walk. He said, all right. 
So I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. This was Jesus' why. He was not healing this man just so he could say, you're healed. He was healing him to prove that he had the authority to be able to forgive what's harder to forgive, what's on the inside. <sighs> May I submit to you that all the things that God wants to do outwardly in your life is to prove to people that don't believe that he can do a work that's so much bigger on the inside of their life. There are people that need to know that God really saves, that there's hope for their humanity, that they're broken and lost and not too far away from God's grace. So he said, who can I bless? Who can I bring out of deformity? Who can I transform their life? And that will prove to other people that I am who I say I am. Is there anybody in the room that says, God, you can do it with me? Like, oh, y'all don't hear me. That I'll have the faith and I'll tell the testimony. Don't get it twisted. This is not a prosperity gospel. This is not a trick and a genie and a magician. When God does a miracle, it's so that people can get saved. Oh, God. So these haters are sitting here, so I need to give you another point if you're going to trade your faith. Trading faith has to hear the hate, but hold on to the hope. I've, I've, I've scoured the scriptures looking for, for, for him telling us what kind of condition this man is in. And it says that he was paralyzed, okay? Which leads me to believe that he still had his hearing. And what happens when you get to a place and you hear people talking about why what God said and done in your life isn't real. Why that the transformation that they don't have any proof of yet hasn't really taught, it ha hasn't really happened. And I'm thinking that this man is sitting here while they're going back and forth and saying, nobody's even consulted me about what I feel. Nobody's even asked me like, do I feel different? Do, do I feel anything? And this man is about to be faced with the same situation that you're going to be faced with when God tries to do a miracle in your life. There will be haters that come. And I don't like talking about haters because we give them too much credit. But there are some times where people are going to come that, let's not call them haters, let's call them people who do not have the same faith level as you. Because they can be in your family. <laughs> It can be people you love. It can be people you work with and you say, I feel like God's called me to step out and do this business. And they're like, you ain't got no business degree. In the moment where you're just getting your faith up enough, I think I'm going to start tithing. <laughs> Y'all saw how quiet it got right there. I think I'm going to start giving 10% of my income. Do you know how much you make? In the midst of haters, you're going to have to hold on to hope. And I don't know who you are in this building, but I almost didn't put this point in here, but the Holy Spirit arrested me and said, somebody needs to hear this. That as long as they're sitting in my presence, hope is here. Now, listen to me. I don't, 
I don't want, I don't want it fabricated. I don't, I don't want you just clapping. I need you to realize this is why it's so important that you get into the presence of God every day. Because that's where your hope is. This man is sitting in the presence of God with haters behind him and hope in front of him. And I know some of you are on a mat right now with haters behind you and hope in front of you. The doctor's report behind you and what Jesus said by his stripes you're healed in front of you. With confusion and depression behind you and joy for the spirit of heaviness in front of you. And many times we choose to roll over and hang on to the hate. When God says, today I need you to hold on to the hope. And I speak this over your life right now. That there's some people in this room, prophetically, I'm speaking it over your life. That you are about to roll over and give up. That you are just about to believe what they said. But today in the presence of God, I want you to know that God is coming to give you hope. Hope for your situation. Hope for your family. Hope for your marriage. Somebody needs to pray. I feel this right now. Somebody was going to commit suicide. And I'm coming to speak hope to you right now. That there is hope for your situation. God came to bring hope to the hopeless. That's the news of the gospel. That he cares about what others don't care about. And in the midst of all the haters. In the midst of all the chatter. God is saying, I have hope for you. Somebody say hope. How do we know he's going to have to hold on to hope? Because now God's about to require him in front of everybody to trade his trust. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? Jesus said, I'm, I'm about to prove it to all y'all. And then he turns to the paralyzed man on the mat. And look what he says. He says, I know you ain't never done this before. What I'm about to tell you is going to sound absolutely crazy. You ready? Stand up. Pick up your mat and go home. Now, it's funny how people are like clapping right now because we know the end of the story. He was paralyzed. Never done this before. Never been here before. Never, never, never seen these waters before. And now Jesus gives him an instruction and says, do what you've never done. Stand up. Now, can we be real for a second? Jerome is probably thinking, this fool done lost his mind. He probably looked up to where he used to put his trust and say, look what y'all got me into. Look, I should have just stayed at home because this fool, the son of God, talking about stand up and walk. Does he not see how broken my family was? Does he not see how depressed I am? Does he not see how many times I've been rejected? Does he not see that I've never had anybody believe in me? Does he not see that I've never been chosen in my life? Does he not see that I am unqualified and unfit 
for what he's asked me to do. Just like many of us in this room, when God calls us to do something that we've never been qualified to do, that we've been too paralyzed and disabled to do in the past, that we've been so broke up by what has happened, <laughs> that we don't even think that it makes sense for God to even ask us. But if you're practically gonna go from lazy faith to crazy faith, write this down. Stand up. What does stand up mean? Trust. At this moment, the paralyzed man to make one move from here to even try, he has to trust. It takes trust to even try. So many of you want the outcome, but God just wants you to try. So many of you will sit here and convince God and everybody else why it can't happen and you never even try. So to go from lazy faith to crazy faith, you're going to have to say it, try. And when you try, it shows where your trust is. So I bet this man, he hears this instruction, and it sounds something like Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. This don't make sense. I was carried here. I was dropped here I've been living fine here but what got me here I'm gonna have to trade it if I'm ever gonna go there so he's got to do something crazy trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he said he's going to direct your path trust me and today I just feel from the balcony of heaven, God's speaking to somebody that's watching online or in this room right now. And he's saying that thing that you've been just going crazy about, trust me. Just trust me. I got you. I got it. Uh, you ever heard the, whole, the song? I got the whole world in it. He's got the whole world. He got the whole world. He's got the whole world in his hand. Then it goes on, second verse. He got you and me, brother. He got my weave and my kids. He got my car and my bills. He got the whole world in his hands. He got my attitude and my man. He got my house and all my kids. He got my family and them crazy people that keep to, no, I'm just like, like, like. But the truth is that he has the whole world in his hand. So you don't think he's got you? The stars are held up by his words. The oceans only go so far because he split water and sand. The moon and the sun rotate every day on a word he spoke one time. And you're sitting here thinking that he can't take you there. But you're going to have to trust him. Somebody say trust him. 
So if you're practically going to go from lazy faith to crazy faith, you're going to have to trust him. Look at the second instruction he tells you. He says, stand up. And then he says, pick up your mat. Hold up. Hold up. This is my mat. And I don't know what your mat is. I'm not going to speak on it, but you know what it is. You know that thing you always go to. You know that thing that helps you be paralyzed, that helps you make excuses. You know that thing that you lay on all the time and you're able to see your mess in it, but it just feels real good to stay there. He said, if you're going to see this miracle, you can't leave your excuses where they've been. He said, you're going to have to trust me. never done this before I don't, how do you stand up and sometimes it's gonna look crazy to other people because you've never done it before and, and, and people might talk about you but what they don't know is even in your trying it's a miracle <laughs> you've never done it before you've never You've never used this part of your life before. You've never spoken in faith and it came to pass. But even in your craziness, it's still a miracle. And some of y'all are about to come into a place where it doesn't matter what other people think it looks like. You're going to stand up. Somebody shout at me, stand up. I think that also was Prophet Ludacris who said... <laughs> Never mind, y'all too safe for that. <laughs> but look at the second instruction. He said, pick up. Why would he tell you to pick up your mat? Because your mat is your testimony. See, when I roll this up, and the problem is there's too many Christians who've thrown their mat away. There's too many believers that used to be hoes in the club and now you got <laughs> and now you got saved and now you're clean and you judge people who were just like you used to be but God said I'm looking for a church that don't throw their testimony away that'll roll it up and will stand up and walk with it that when you walk into the boardroom you walk in there yeah I used to be it but by the blood of the Lamb in the words of my testimony, this used to be me. But look at me now. I dare you, if you're going to keep your testimony, to give God a shout of praise. Pick up your mat. He didn't tell him. He didn't tell him to leave your mat here in the presence of God. That's what we try to do. We try to tell people, just leave it at the altar. Don't take it out of here. No, I'm not taking the habits with me, but I got to take the story with me. Because Revelations tells me that we overcome him. That's the enemy that's going to try to come back and remind us of who we used to be. We overcome him by the blood of the lamb. That's what Jesus did. But the words of our testimony. And I'm just, I'm just convinced that the church has become too PG with your testimony. 
You don't want to let your kids know who you used to be. What you're doing is you're setting them up to repeat. What you, you see them same tendencies in them right now. And you don't know how to talk to them because you won't share with them what you actually been through. But I dare you to say in this place that I will not keep my testimony quiet another day of my life. That's why I get up here every week and tell you that I struggle. What I struggle with? How you know that? Because I carry my Man, it don't matter how many Instagram followers, it don't matter if we buy the BOK Center, it doesn't matter if I'm multi-millions all around the world. I bet you one thing I'll have with me is my testimony. Listen, don't miss this message trying to get home fast. You might miss the moment that God's trying to help you Walk free. Sit down. I got five minutes. Look at the instructions. How we practically trade where our faith has been to putting our faith in Jesus. He says, stand up. Pick up your mat. Stand up as trust. Pick up your mat as testimony. And then look what he says. I thought he was going to say, like, turn up. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't never walked before, like, oh, like, oh, like, I thought he was going to say, like, celebrate, party. But look what he says. Go home. Huh? I've never ridden a bike before. Never taken a jog. Never walked into a store. Like, I want to use this moment for me. This should be a me moment. Like God's healed me. I have activity of my limbs for the first time. This should be the moment where I can be selfish and do something for me. And God said to him, I want you to go home because that's the place that there will be more people who knew who you used to be. And my plan is never to do a miracle and it stops with you. He says, so if you just walk, you ain't even got to say nothing. If you just hold your testimony, you were carried out that morning. But you're going to walk back in this evening. Now, I don't know how he was walking, but I... Like, I, I don't know. But go home, write this T word down, it's transformation. See, if you would trust God to do the crazy thing, pick up your testimony in your mat and not put it down, and go home, it'll produce transformation. See, it's in the times when you go back to the job this week. The one you've been praying for God to let you out of, that he said, today you got the keys. Trust me, I got your future. And take your testimony. Tomorrow when you get into, into work, come in with a great attitude and say, y'all, I had the best week ever. And they're like, oh my gosh, you went to the club. What happened? And you're going to say, y'all, I went to church 
And some things got exposed in my heart and I let God deal with me. And today all the things that I've been carrying and putting my trust in, I've switched. I've traded. I'm feeling better. I took off the heavy load and I gave him my burdens. And they're going to be like, wow. What church do you go to? <laughs> Transformation Church. Why are you so excited about that? It's because I know who I used to be. And matter of fact, to everybody in the coffee lounge right now, I want to apologize for my attitude since you've known me. See, transformation makes you do things different. See, some of y'all right now and be like, it don't take all that. They'll just see my transformation. And God says, has your heart been humbled yet? <laughs> Have you really changed? Or do you want to just pick some stuff up? When you go back and you ask for forgiveness, when you stand up in the place that an hour ago you cussed everybody out and say, y'all, God's changed my heart. Transformation happens. He sent him back home because that's the place where his testimony would have the greatest impact. But it all happened because he traded who he trusted in. He didn't trust in the people who got him there. He trusted in the one who could take him to where he called him to be. And my question today is, who's your trust in? And if it's not in God, I'm asking you to trade it. Today, this message called trading faith is just a challenge for you to take your trust out of everything that is not like God and put it into the only one that not just can heal you, but actually make you whole. No more medication. We don't want lazy faith. We want crazy faith so that we can have a miracle. Can I show you something? Most of us in our life are here. Everybody say, I am here. And I don't know where that is for you, but it's been the grace of God that got you here. But what you're going to have to do now is put a T on here, because here's not going to take you. So when you put the T on it, that means you have to start trusting. How you go from here to there is you start trusting how do you go from here to there you trade all your sorrows all your pain all your frustration and then how do you go from here to there you take your testimony every one of you has one some of them are ugly and then for the people who don't got crazy testimonies don't try to make your testimony R-rated so that you can be like somebody else. Thank God for the grace that was over your life. There's so many people who's like, well, it's not as good as theirs. Like, I wasn't a crack addict who almost died and almost killed myself. And at the end of the moment, there was this bungee cord. Like, don't. Like, I lived pretty good, but I didn't know Jesus. When I was 28, I came into a loving relationship. That's all. You were devastated without Jesus. 
And that's your testimony. And how do you go from here to there? You take what God's doing in your life and you don't make it about you, but you make it about transformation for somebody else. I believe Transformation Church has been called to go from here to there. But it's going to take us trading our trust and have, having the faith to do that. I don't know what you're laying in right now, but the people who prayed for you to get here, they're not the ones that you can look to anymore. You have to go to the only one who can heal you and make you whole. I want to pray for every person under the sound of my voice. If this message applies to you in any way, would you just stand all over this building? Even in your living room right now, I know it seems weird, but I just want you to stand. You don't have to stand. And then could you do me one more favor? Just lift your hands. I believe God is coming right in this moment to speak to you. And I promise we will be out of here in the next four minutes. But I need to do this moment right now. Father, I thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice. That today we are trading faith. We're taking our faith out of everything, Father God, that can't produce the miracle. And we're putting our faith in you. Father, forgive us for having lazy faith in some areas. Forgive us, Father God, for literally trusting more in our job, in our husband, in our spouse, Father God. Forgive us for trusting in our friends and our connections and our networking. Father, today we are trading faith and we're putting our trust in you. We'll roll up our mat and tell our testimony. And Father God, we'll know that this is not just for us. This is for transformation for other people. God, mobilize an army that will be paralyzed in one season and will walk free in another one. God, today only in your presence can we be healed, changed, and made whole. I'm declaring that lazy faith is dead in our lives. Ah, come on, just say no more lazy. Today we're walking into crazy faith. And I declare, Father God, that more people are going to be saved from this group of people embracing what you are doing in our lives right now. And we thank you that it changes now. And we will walk out of here differently. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, I agree. agree. And if you're in this room right now with your head bowed and your eyes still closed or you're watching online and you've never accepted Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity. It's the thing that took me, let me pull out my mat, from being uh, addicted to pornography, a bad person on the inside. It took me from, from, from literally, mm, from literally having plans that did not go f- for the purpose God had for my life and brought me into a place not of perfection but of progression. And today, if you're tired of being in control of your own life, today I want to give you the opportunity to trade your faith and put it in Jesus Christ. If you're in this room and you're saying, Pastor, include me in this prayer you're about to do. I want to give my life fully and totally over to Jesus Christ. If you're in this room, I see hands going up already. On the count of three, lift your hands and I want to pray with you. One, I see you. Two, three, hands lifted all over this building. Y'all, there are tons of people in this room and even more online. Now we're family and we don't pray alone. So I want us to pray together. Everybody out loud, say, God, thank you for sending Jesus just for me. Today, I put my faith. I trade my faith and I put it in you. Change me. Renew me. Transform me. I'm yours because of what Jesus did. 
just for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate with the dozens of people? Oh, come on. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our TC app or at transformchurch.us forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and live a transformed life.